ICO Gear has outfitted over 10,000 bow hunters across the country, and we're continuing to raise the bar when it comes to bow hunting camo. New for the 23 season, we introduce our never-before-seen panel fabric system designed to be dead quiet along with our patent-pending bow hunting collar, ICO Gear. Features and function built for bow hunters by bow hunters. Learn more at asiogear.com. All right, guys. Hey, this next set of um, podcasts are all dedicated to elk hunting. And uh, I'm bringing people in from outside of the trad community, guys that have uh, helped me along the way and guys that have some insight to help our traditional bow hunting for elk. Um, would you say that that's something that you listen to, Jerry? Right. You know, a lot of people have a lot of good tips and experience uh, hunting elk that don't necessarily hunt with a traditional bow. And I'm always open to, to learning new things regardless of the weapon used. Right. So that's what we're trying to do with this next series of podcasts. So you guys check out the next podcast that's coming up. I think you're going to enjoy this. Welcome to the Bear Bow Hunter Podcast. With your host, Nate Bailey and Jerry Goins, where we celebrate the ancient paths of our bear bow ancestors, where hard work and woodsmanship outweigh advanced shooting devices, where we value those who've gone before us and welcome those yet to come. Join us as we share valuable insight about the bear bow hunter's lifestyle. Welcome to another edition of the Barebow Hunter Podcast, and today we do have Jerry, the co-host, with us. Jerry, um, how's it going, man? Going well, thanks. Counting down the days to elk season. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. And we have a special guest with us today, somebody who I've looked up to um, probably in the waterfowl world and then moved over into the big game world, and when he did that, it, it was pretty epic uh, because he... You've done quite a bit in the big game world, but it's Ben Potter. How you doing, Ben? Awesome. I'm doing good, and really appreciate you having me on. Oh, man, we love to have you on. I, I, One of the big projects that you just completed, it, well, you didn't just complete it, but you put it out on YouTube, and I think it was Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, correct. Uh-huh. was Elk Fever 3, and uh, for those of you who don't know anything about Elk Fever, um, where have you been? No, <laughs> for us guys that are in yeah. our 40s, I, I remember when it came out. I That's what got me into uh, traditional bow hunting is actually Larry Jones and Dwight and Steve going out and uh, putting it on tape. We had called a lot of bulls in when I was younger with my uncles, but we never hunted them. And then when I saw that they actually were shooting bulls, it was like, man, I have to do that. So I'll tell you right now. Elk fever to me was one of the big things that influenced my bow hunting. That and traditional bow hunter magazine. But uh, so, what made you? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I still remember. I mean, in my mind's eye, and I haven't watched Elk Fever one in well decades. It's on but, YouTube now, so you can. <laughs> I know. Well, I I have a copy of it actually, but I do too. I can still see Steve swinging that bow around at what was it a four or five yard shot of yeah. that bull? Yeah. In my mind's eye, I think that singular scene in the whole movie is is really what got me fired up 
yeah. hoping to get yeah. that same kind of experience. Right. Yeah. That was that was incredible. I mean, you know, as a filmmaker myself, it's it, you know seeing that, knowing like after talking with Larry and Dwight and hearing like and Steve, you know, hearing how much work it was for them to even just get cameras into the backcountry, you know, where they were, and then to execute that kind of footage. I mean, that I mean, that's phenomenal. You know, yeah. to, to do that. I mean, those films still are phenomenal to watch. Um, you know, almost 30 years later, it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> you know, but um, and you know, obviously a big part of why and what inspired me to try to do number three. You know, and uh, get after keep keeping this. Uh, I, I guess I just couldn't handle that they stopped it too. You know, I was when I when I watched them <laughs> both. You know. Um, for the first time just a few years ago, I was like, really? There's like, you can't have just two. You got to have at least, if you're going to do two, you have to do three, you know? Right. Um, you got to have a trilogy. And, right. um, so, you know, I think a few of uh, the folks that I work with here and, um, at Hana, we, you know, we're like jokingly, like we should make LP or three, and, you know? And, uh, and then that joke turned into, you know, reaching out to Larry and saying, hey, what do you think about this? And he's, you know, like, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you probably had to spend some time researching on all that. And then, so for you guys that haven't seen Elk Fever 3 yet, I really don't want to give a bunch of spoilers out there, but at the same time, I'm going to. Yeah. Because you have to uh, see yeah. it. I mean, if you're an elk yeah. hunter that's bow hunted in the last 20 years, um, this, this is really an epic, so three kind of brings it all back around and, and ties it all together. Right. So if you haven't seen it, <sighs> put the podcast on pause. Yeah. And go watch the movie. Yeah. Thanks Jerry. Back. Thanks Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where, where can, where can you find that Ben? Where can you find that? So yeah. So they're on uh Rocky mountain elk foundations, YouTube. Um, it was pretty cool. We, you know, so Larry had sold the company to, um, uh, point, to, point blank, right? Uh, point blank call. Yeah. yeah, correct. And we sold them to them, like, I, I don't know, several years ago. And um, they, so they own the rights to the footage, and they've been really gracious to let us use the footage, you know, in like Elk Fever 3. And we used a little bit in uh, The Linguist a few years back when we made that film. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, when we were really. Uh, you know, we had a first cut of Elk Fever 3, and I'd be showing it to friends. You know, I like to show these, any film we do, to <laughs> hunters and non-hunters, you know, right. friends of mine, and, and kind of get, like, a collective, you know, what do you guys think, and how does this feel? And a lot of a lot of my friends, both hunters and non-hunters, were saying, like, you know, where did this come from? Like, a lot of questions of, like, why is it number three? And, you know, because I was really trying to honor, like, the original style. Yes. But at the same time, do what do what we do at Kana, you know. And right. Do our, give, it, give it our own spin uh, to a degree. And, uh, and so um, we're like, man, if we could get, if we could get Elk Fever 1 and Elk Fever 2 out there beyond DVD, that would be huge, you know. Um, you know, the, as everyone knows, DVDs across the board are, I mean, I don't, yeah. I can't remember the last time I put a DVD into my TV, you know, it's probably in the nineties. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, you know, I just, 
so I started talking with Willie over at uh, Point Blank Calls, and an awesome guy. He was just like, you know, I kind of told him, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what we're trying to accomplish and creating context to the whole series. And he was he was totally gracious in letting us um, give those films to Rocky Mountain Health Foundation in order to just he, – he told me, he's like, I just want to honor those guys and honor the legacy. Yeah, yeah um, totally. You know, I mean, he could have – you know, like, it was just cool to see that – you know, when you get to know these people in, you know, the bow hunting, especially the elk hunting world, you know, there's people care a lot more about really preserving stories and preserving legacy than mm. they do about making a quick buck, you know? Yep. And that was that was really cool that Willie was uh, down to do that. So huge thanks to, to uh, Point Blank Calls for, yeah, for totally. uh, release, you know, giving the rights. So we got them online, and it was great. It was exactly what I hoped to hear, you know. A lot of people that have seen them when they like you uh, that have seen them when they were young were saying, "Gosh, this brings it all back." I'm so pumped these are online, and then people for the first time being like, "Wow, I've never seen this. I'm so jacked to go elk hunting this year." You know, and <laughs> yeah. that's I mean that's awesome. That's exactly what you want. You yeah. know, you want those the guys that have been around it for a long time to feel man, you know, right back at home, and you want you want to inspire the younger generation to see that this is something that's been around for a long time and there's some pioneers that we all should know and and really uh pay tribute to awesome hey Um, you know ben this is something that needed to happen in uh in the bow hunting community is is to bring generations together and stuff like this and the linguist too and i forgot to mention the linguist i mean how could i not mention that Mm -hmm. but the so It's a blending. It's you know, it's a blending of of the generations in bow hunting, and and we've needed yeah. that. We've really need that that out yeah. there. And you're doing a great job of bringing that to us. Thank you. I mean, it, it, I feel really honored, man. Honestly, this you get, I've gotten some pretty amazing opportunities to to tell stories that are. Uh, I mean, I'm. I don't want to, you know, put down at all. Just filming an adventure. Um, and I'll kind of any, anybody who's like, that's exciting. And that's always going to, we're never going to get tired of those. But when you get to tell a story that is going to have hopefully a shelf life of, you know, 30, 40 years, <laughs> yeah. hopefully, you know, I hope, <laughs> hope to make, tell stories that can get remembered. And, you know, by the time that, you know, the stuff that Kana does is old school, you know, I hope that that's people look back at, at these films and, and really see that there's, you know, some 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 memories and some people were really preserved in the right light um, that they deserve. And uh, yeah, you know, those are the kind of projects that we get really excited to do. And uh, you know, I'm finding more and more that the the short documentary ish style is is what gets me excited. Yeah. You really got to dig into someone's like past and their present and like who they are and what really makes them tick. And all the nuances that easily get overlooked, and, and really try to capture all those those pieces. You know, um, I think it has a lot more. I mean, yeah, you know, you look at I know how we are. You know, you look at uh, you go on YouTube, and you're like, oh man, 20, 20 minutes, thirty minutes. I don't know if I have time for that. And, you know, people, are, we're, especially the younger generation, is so prone to just watch a two three minute flick, right. and a, a hype reel. I mean, right. those are exciting and cool, but I don't know. I just think we. There needs to be more like just stories, like real stories. You know, we can't get enough of that because those are the things that you really remember. You know, like honestly, I 
as much as I love seeing like a cool hype reel of a bunch of bulls bugling and sure. coming in or ducks finishing and all that. I mean, that's that's cool, but I don't remember right. any of those those hype reels. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, they're just like a real quick like buzz. Um, but you, I do remember like. I do remember elk fever. You know? Yeah. I remember the, the silly little lines and the little <laughs> moments that made that film like so, you know, like, I, I don't know why. I just love that line when the narrator says, this is elk hunting. You right. know, it's just like, yes, you know, like, you know, let's not take ourselves so seriously and just be who we are. You know, right. and I think Larry and Dwight like encompassed that, you know, they were just true to who they were. They weren't trying to be celebrities. They weren't trying to be, kill the biggest bull i mean gosh some of the bulls they killed were little yeah you know in, yep. in comparison i mean in Perfect. Hitting, when we were shooting there, there's that scene in the film in three uh where i was shooting with with larry in his old shop at, at night you know with the projector you know yeah. just going through old pictures it's just and i asked him just talk about these i just want you to talk about the you know we had no mm. real agenda except let's just talk about these photos and he pulled up a picture of a bull I think he took the photo or someone, maybe Dwight did. And, uh, and he's like, this is a huge elk right here. And this is probably six, 700 pound bull, you know? And the, right. I was, you know, just being around social media, I was expecting him to say, this is a 320, 330 bull, you right. know, and you just, we default <laughs> to inches, you know, but he was, he was looking at the meat on that animal yeah. and was just like, this is a big, this is going to fill my freezer, you know? And I was awesome, like, gosh, right. that kind of little, little things like that make me like, gosh, I just, I'm pumped that these kind of moment, these kind of people, we can preserve their, the way that their outlook on hunting and the animals themselves and, and their excitement. I mean, um, I, yeah, like, like we said, I don't know how much we want to give away with this film, but just the way Larry reacted after his shots, you know, in the film, <laughs> oh. I was like, amazing you know when i was there capturing it like i would have been 180 degrees different than he was right (laughs) right and uh and i've and i've been there uh, (laughs) and been at that 180 degrees so um yeah i mean i don't know it's anyway just babbling now but you know yeah yeah you know in the last 30 years to your point things have changed so much i mean when those movies first came out they were what forty five minutes to an hour. And they'd end. You'd go. That's all. That's it. <laughs> you know. And yeah. And like yeah. I said, now on YouTube, I mean, in, in it's societal. I think it's all across the board. Even myself, a YouTube yeah. video will come up and I go, seriously, it's eight and a half minutes long. Uh, well, I'll try to fast forward through the stuff that's not interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And and it's that's that's sad, but. Uh, also, uh, to your point as well, is, you know, I wish we could get back to the days where any bull with a bow is a good bull. And there was this push yeah. to be shooting high score bulls. Um, right. Uh, but that's just me, maybe. I don't know. No, it's not you, Jerry. It's not Absolutely. you, man. It, you know, I just saw, um, just to the point, you know, Born and Raised put out a, just put out a new hat. And on it, they have a skull with a raghorn bull, which is so good. Awesome. Yeah, that's the way it yeah. should be, you know. And and uh, yeah. so so that that whole that whole so you were talking about the the film itself and um, and talking about bringing back some of the old into the new film, and it, it 
And I'll tell you what, man, that last phrase, and I'm not going to tell everybody what it is because you guys got to experience it, especially if you're my age and you were 16 years old when you were watching the first ones and, and you were getting so pumped up every season. My wife, um, so when, when my kids were little, and I would watch this before we go because it's about the only one out there that and some of Will's stuff was out there. And, uh, my wife, uh, I, I said, you got to watch this Misty. And, and so I brought her in and, and she was watching me watch it. And this was the second time I've seen it. And then that last phrase, because it stuck with me for all those years. Um, and I'm not going to say the phrase cause I'll, Anyhow, it made me tear up, man. I can't, I can't say anything else because it was, it's such a completion on just my elk uh, hunting experience. Yeah. Because it's part of yeah. my kind of ritual of what I do for elk season, and uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then I texted you right there, and then I said, "Thank you for, thank you for." Uh, elk fever three because uh, it was it was that epic yeah. to me it still is it's going to be one of those things i watch yeah. every year you know so awesome. yeah it was my pleasure man that, that's really cool to hear and uh yeah it's it, man it, it was um yeah it, it, I, I said it a lot just replying to people and responding it, it was a tremendous honor you know to tell this story and spend you know i so i mean i'm I'm a new bow hunter. I've been bow hunting for about six years, and um, I'm a very new elk hunter. I've had, you know, the linguist was, you know, we were filming that three seasons ago. Yeah. Um, and that was my first time stepping foot, you know, after elk, stepping foot in the woods chasing elk. And I remember, man, we, we were in Wyoming starting that whole thing off with Corey and Dirk and, and Donnie and, um, I stepped, and my assistant had hunted more elk than I had, you know, and I, I had not hunted none, and he'd hunted like a handful of trips and filmed. And uh, we stepped out in the woods, got out of the truck, Corey, you know, ripped the bugle, and we had a bull like right there, like mm-hmm. 150 yards, and I had no idea what to do. I didn't know where to be, and we all took off running, and I just chased him with my, my huge camera and was just... <laughs> You know, I was in the wrong spot. I could tell Corey was pissed. I could tell I was doing everything wrong. And then right after that, he's all, all right, man, this is where I want you. This is going to be the best shot. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I was like, I know I can tell this story. I just need a little bit of, like, education on right. what's going on right now. You know? awesome. And And that, throughout that season, I mean, by the end of the season, it was like I got baptized in, like, elk. country you know i mean it was just like i came in as a you know just a duck hunter growing up duck hunting my whole life and but wanting to to do more you know wanting to experience i mean bow hunting my dad it's really weird like my dad bow hunted all through the 60s and 70s and and then he hung it up like right when i was born and and i asked him you know not too long ago why why'd you quit bow hunting and he's like oh i just got tired of eating deer i mean he shot some huge (laughs) muleys and I was like, man, I would have killed the like, you know, grown up bow hunting. That would have been, I would have been doing some. I'm in my 30s, and my, you know, my late 30s now, and I'm like figuring this thing out. And anyway, but so the linguist, you know, really started it for me, and then, you know, then, since then it's been, gosh, I just feel so honored to get have spent time with so many amazing elk hunters, and now 
this last season with, you know, two two guys that have been influential on, you know, I don't know how many thousands of people, you right. know, um, you know, as just, I mean, we were, we were filming that scene at that, at the Riley store in, um, mm. Riley, Oregon, right. you know, and, uh, you know, uh, we were just in the parking lot doing the scene at the, at the pump and had some camera stuff set up and it was, took us a while to get that shot. And, and, uh, just, I think a two separate guys probably in their sixties, you know, pulled up and just walked up and said, Larry D. Jones, like just, <laughs> you know, right away recognized. And my business partner was there filming with me and who isn't a hunter. And he, I think it hit him at that moment that, wow, is, Larry is really like, you know, people know him, yeah, you know, and follow right. and following him for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of times I'm trying to convince my business partner that we should do a project, you know, and it'll be worth our time and effort and, you know, he has no no clue on like who's who in the outdoor world, and and so you know. But it was cool to see over time. He kind of like learn about, you know, these guys are. I mean, really have been, have been hugely influential on bow hunting in general and elk. I mean, and as you, you know, as we all know, you know, getting to spend time with Dwight, you know, in yeah. some of his last moments in the field. I mean, golly, I just. Yeah, it's crazy to me that I got to do that with him. Yeah, and when, you know, you, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask, when was that hunt with Dwight? Cause I know Dwight passed away this past, I think, February. Right. Um, yeah. So that was um, it. Was last elk season. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the first first week of elk season. I think we hunted. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was around the seventh or eighth, something like that. Last September. Okay. Um, yeah, and he went on one more hunt with Larry. To he had an Arizona tag, um, and I think Bow Hunter TV did a thing. Um, you know, they did a film on that Arizona hunt. So you know, there's that was his last hunt. So I guess the hunt I was on was his second to last, as far as I know. Okay. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean that. I mean it's just huge, man. I get this spend time with these, with a guy like him who and I just finished reading one of his books you know I'm like now I'm like learning from all this reading all his stuff and just fascinated by who this guy was and you know being a brand new bow hunter it's like gosh I feel really thankful that I've got to spend time with people like him and Larry and you know guys like Corey and all, all his buddies and you know, learn, I don't know. It's been a huge learning experience for me. Right. You know, I feel like I've, I've gotten the dream of mentorship for any elk hunter. <laughs> right. So, oh, right. Yeah. Obviously, so much more to learn as well. But um, and you put it on yeah. film, and now you know it's something that you've shared with the rest of us. And see, that's that's the cool yeah. thing about film. And um, Jerry and I are kind of going after the same thing this fall. <laughs> uh, we got a lot yeah. of. A lot of time that we've elk hunted together and and uh so we're cool. yeah we're looking at putting some more of that out and we got some good stuff to release awesome. as soon as we kind of get the whole story together so yeah okay wow cool excited to see that yeah it's so but you know when you when you're talking about all the things that you've brought to uh the hunting the, the big game hunting world and and that's not even including your duck stuff because your duck stuff's on the same level. It's the same thing, right? It's, 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 thank you. It's that overall. Yeah, I mean, 
overwhelming story and people who are outside of hunting look at this stuff and they see something completely different than what they think about hunters and that that is huge in my mind yeah yeah i agree i mean i a lot of the people you know we're we're in san luis obispo california and um so this is this is not a uh, (coughs) excuse me um a hunting area right. you know there's a very small i mean i could probably count on both hands all the bow hunters in this area and uh you know we're all we're all good buddies and and uh, i think it kind of helps us all you know just appreciate it all the more you know we do have hunting around here it's just it's hard you know right. it's not wyoming it's you know it's not uh, idaho or whatever you know right you guys have of course um and but there's, I got a lot of friends that are non-hunters and never will hunt. I got vegan friends that are are anti because of the mistreatment of animals and the mass production, you know. Right. But uh, a good friend of mine who I knew is a really talented photographer, um, he's told me, you know, he's a vegan and and uh, for those reasons I stated, and he's like, man, honestly, like what you're doing hmm. makes me appreciate, like I could do that, like I wow. could eat that meat. You know, wow. because of, you know, for one, the way you present it and that it's, you're invested in it, you know, yeah. and it's just, yeah, it's like any hunter is invested in, in what they're doing. You know, I mean, you can't be a hunter and not be willing to sacrifice a lot of time, a lot of money, you know, um, a lot of sweat, a lot of blood, <laughs> you know, it's yep. like, it's just a lot yeah. of investment in it, no matter what you're hunting i don't i don't care if you're sitting in a tree stand i don't care if you're hiking you know 15 miles a day it's like you're invested a lot you know in that in that hunt and i think i think that more and more non-hunters or people that may have been anti-hunting are starting to to really get a sense of that investment you know and 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 there's enough good um i guess people when i say good hunters i mean like people communicating it clearly of what we're really doing you know, we're not just trying to put more trophies on a wall, but it's, you know, um, I'll never shy away from saying I do it because it's super fun. You know, yeah. It oh is yeah. Super fun right. to be it out is. there. And and I and I don't understand when people are ashamed of that because it's it's super fun, and I get to spend time in the wilderness, and yep. I have the potential to put meat in my freezer, yep. and you know, and spend time with my good friends or maybe my dad or yeah. You know, I mean, it's there's so many things, you know, but. I think that more and more non-hunters are starting to really sense that investment and time that we put into, um, and it's cool that films like Elk Fever, I mean, hopefully just communicate that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and all the, the linguist, do, the linguist as well. Yeah. 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 And you know, yeah, I mean, that Ali with Corey and his son <laughs> at the end of that, I mean, that was just, yep. I was crying editing it, dude. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. I was yeah. my editing. And I was like, it hit me when everything was there and the music, you know, my, my business partner <laughs> scored the whole soundtrack for that film. Oh, dude. And, um, yeah, and, you know, it's he just wrote a song that was so fitting for that moment. And it was just, you know, really tugged on the, you know. Now I have a little three-year-old, and <laughs> and he, he says things to me all the time, like, Dad, when I'm big, can I go hunting? Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you like... <laughs> absolutely we are going to be gone all of september and <laughs> your poor mother will never see us again you know? <laughs> but yeah i mean it's right I don't on. Know. yeah it's just it's cool to, to be able to be 
a voice through films and some yeah. photos to that reaches maybe a little beyond, you know, um, just the core, the audience. I mean, Elk Hunters is a small world. Bow Hunters is a small world. What you guys do is even smaller world, you know. So it's it's an honor to, like, be able to honor the core guys. But then it's really cool when you see it kind of bleed out into the general public. It is. Or maybe people that are a little anti-hunting yep. Yep. Uh, for right. the time being. And get that, at least get a conversation and get some get some questions going in their mind, you know, about what it really means. And so, yep. yeah. Um, that's cool. way more important way, but... than just a short film showing somebody shooting a huge bull. Yep. Um, you know, that Absolutely. the essence... The essence of the hunt, if you can get the essence of the hunt out there, especially to the non-hunters to help them kind of get it, instead of just, you know, fist pumping and and this, the certain things that the guys say, like smoked in or dirt nap or all that stuff, that to me seem a little irreverent. Yeah. Um, right. And that's not my opinion. But uh, I, I've had conversations with people who've seen some of this stuff, you know, and and especially uh, non-hunters in the 20s who say, you know, I guess if you're going to eat meat, that's, that's the most ethical way to do it. Right. And yeah. I appreciate the fact that you're going out there and trying to get really close and giving the animals a chance uh, to get your meat. And it's organic, you know, the right. whole thing. And it's like, wow, some of this is starting to bleed through, you know, mm-hmm. uh, instead yeah. of that staunch, you know, hunters are horrible and and on and on and on and that and that's yeah. the message and i think you conveyed that well in elk fever three that it's it's a lot more than killing an animal you know the hunt yeah. and with with the good friends and, and old friends and whatnot so and the history yeah kudos i, I thought it was a great yeah oh yeah the history, the history. There. i mean larry was larry larry was in my mind he was a visionary you know, yeah. and he was uh-huh. smart to get this Still stuff is. out there <laughs> when people were were saying, why are you telling your secrets, you know? But yeah. he was kind of like Fred Bear in that respect of, of promoting uh-huh. what he does and to get it out yeah. there to people so they get excited and they go do it. And right. so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's we want more hunters, you know? I mean, I don't think... Yeah selfish of us to say we don't want any more people hunting like i get it like you're like yeah i don't want to see my spot get blown up or i don't want to right. you know, i don't want more competition on the mountain but man there is so much land out there and it's easy to get tied in to one spot and, mm-hmm. and i'm i'm very guilty of that especially in my early days of elk hunting right now i'm like all right i know there's bulls here <laughs> I've, I've talked to him here i'm going uh, back <laughs> but it's cool when i hear it. I, think, I think i was listening to um the dudes at board and race talk about this how they just love to go to a new spot every single year yeah you know just because it's a whole new adventure it's a whole new thing i'm like that's that's pretty cool i, I hope yeah. i can get there <laughs> yeah and, right. uh, where i'm where i'm that confident to just like let's go here this looks elky and here's speed and water and bedding you know um you know that's I don't know. I just think there's a lot of opportunity out there. And it's, I, was, I was at the getting a sandwich yesterday, and a, a friend of mine walked up, and we were chatting for a hot second. And he's not a hunter, but he's like, he's like, are you you're leaving pretty soon, right? And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm counting down the seconds until um, I head to Wyoming. And um, he's 
You're like, man, I just would love to do that someday. I'm like, you can. Like, you can buy a tag over the counter, and <laughs> you can block out a week, and you can have an incredible. If you like, and he's a, he loves camping, he loves hiking. I'm like, dude. Yeah, it's like, for you. It, it was just like, you know, you could see a little light bulb going off. He's just like, yeah, I could do this. Like, And I think that's the thing that, as hunters, we want to hopefully promote is that, dude, anyone can do this, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you prep, and you, like, for anything, you know? Um, it, you know, you get yourself ready, but anyone can do this and, and learn how to call. And Corey told me early on, you know, Jacob said, he's just like, you don't have to be an amazing elk caller to call an elk in. Right. And I witnessed that my first year, <laughs> elk hunting on my own. Yeah. I mean, I was. I've witnessed it for about just, 30 years. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <just> awesome. <laughs> and, yeah. I, I couldn't. The first elk I called in was over up on, in uh, northeastern Oregon. Awesome. And I just, I, I think it was two two weeks before elk season opened or it was in August, and I just last minute decided to buy a tag. I was like, I'm just going to go to Oregon. I don't know. Right. And a friend kind of pointed me in the right direction and got up in there. And I think I was three and a half days in. I had not heard a peep. I was like, kind of, I was all I was by myself. I had no I was just like, I'm doing what I was edited, you know, the, what I saw happen with Corey, you know, what I edited mm-hmm. a crap ton, you know, hours of behind, you know, <laughs> listening to how they called it. It I got burned into I was your parodying that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, this, those, you know, sequences, and uh, you know, I was just doing that, and then all of a sudden, walking this old abandoned fire road, and you know, bugled, nothing. I'm just feeling so defeated. I'm like, what am I doing out here? I have no idea what I'm doing. And bugled, nothing. Walked another like 200, 300 yards, bugled, and boom, this bull just fired up, <laughs> bottom of this canyon, and started running uphill at me. And I was like, oh my god, this, I think that's a bull. I don't think that's a hunter. That couldn't be a hunter down there. <laughs> and so I started moving down toward him, and I was like, well, Corey says I should cut him off. So he bugled, and I bugled right back and cut him off. And, okay. And then he got even louder, and uh, I was like, he's getting closer. And I started going down the hill. I was like, I better knock an arrow. I knocked an arrow, and I got I was kind of on this outcropping with a big big tree next to me, and, and it was real steep. And then I set my bugle tube down as I was knocking an arrow, and I looked to my left, and there was a – bull about i think it was a five point about 25 yards frontal looking right at me oh my goodness (laughs) and i was just yeah i leaned back where he couldn't see me i went to full draw and i came out and i put my pin on his chest and i just i just couldn't there was everything in me saying no this is not a good this is not a an ethical shot right right (laughs) this is your first shot on an elk (laughs) like you probably shouldn't take a frontal right he was right there looking. I mean, maybe today I would do that. I don't know. Right, uh, right. You know how it is. You just yep. mull over those moments. But it hit me at that. You know, I, I played cat and mouse with this bull. He didn't like boogie. He kind of just walked off. And and I went into that hunt saying, I'm going to kill anything. I, if I see a cow, I'm a smoker. Right. If I see a bull, I'd be awesome. Right. And I had his cow at 20 yards, and I was, but I knew that bull was right there, and I just could, I didn't shoot the cow. I just kept trying to get the bull. And, uh, but it, that that little first encounter of calling a bull in was like, holy crap! I yeah. can do this. Right. And if I can do this, man, anyone can learn how to do this and get so jacked. They'll be ruined for the rest of their lives. You yeah. Know? And it's like I've grown up a duck hunter, but I'll tell you what, man, I. 
can aren't stop thinking about elk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. <laughs> it duck season is fun, but elk is, are just majestic. Yeah. There are just something about those things. That, yeah. I don't know. It's, that that story is awesome because you know we all have one of those you know um i didn't shoot at the first elk i called in either i i couldn't i i came to full draw on him and watched him walk off at about 20 yards broadside for about okay. five wow. seconds all the way around me and i just couldn't release oh. I, I don't know i was i was in a, first thing when yeah. he showed up i was like oh that's not a hunter <laughs> yeah you yeah. know you know, you're first off, you're like, you, you don't quite know. And nowadays it's like, oh yeah, yeah that's, that's a bull. I could tell just by the way he's acting. That's yeah. a bull. And, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but, but back then it was, you know, I did call in a few hunters before I ever called him in and, and there were quite a few hunters in that uh-huh. area. So I was like, eh, yeah. but it, those first encounters and then you're done. I mean, it's over after that. There's no oh, going back. Ruined yeah. For life. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I thought, you know, you say now you, you, you can tell. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there's those moments you really are like, okay, that's a bull. Right, right, um, right. You know, but I'll tell you what. When we were filming Elk Fever 3, uh, there was a, I don't know what day it was in. I think we hunted with Dwight in the morning, and then he was he was getting pretty, I mean, this, this dude was, he was pretty riddled with cancer. Even yeah. When, you know, obviously, when we were yeah. on the mountain and, he, there was a one day where he just he could only do like a half day and he yeah. was feeling really whooped. I couldn't even believe what he was was doing out there. Yeah. Um, in his current physical state. Um, but he's like, I'm gonna head back in, and so me and Larry kept going, and uh, we got up on this on this ridge, kind of toward this little saddle, and it was getting kind of windy, and he, you know, was bugling a little bit and cow calling a little bit, and then all of a sudden. We thought we heard a bull, but it was kind of windy, and we're like, "Is that a bull?" And I was like, "I heard something," you know. I heard that, that right. real high pitch, but it was, and Larry heard it again, and then he said, "No, that's a that's a hunter." And um, well, that turned into that bull that's in the film. Oh wow! And uh, that was sure enough, sure <laughs> enough, a bull. <laughs> and uh, so we we sat, sat up thinking like maybe it's a bull, and nothing happened. And he's like, no, that was a hunter. And I just was loving that because I'm like, yeah, here we have Larry D. Jones who mistakenly <laughs> called that a hunter. And it was a right. beautiful bull. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I uh, should. You know, you just, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to tell, man. I think you know when it is a bull, but sometimes, uh, or when it's not, when it's a hunter. But sometimes there's those yeah. wands that you don't, don't know whether they're a bull or a hunter. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You, yeah. Like when when you know it's when that bull's well we do a lot in the cascades and and close up stuff so and and then of yeah. course Jerry and I hunt them on their beds we try to <laughs> and so awesome. we're pretty close when we when we start getting bugles back so it's we don't get those long drawn off ones as much but uh, uh, okay yeah w- when we do though uh, when we when we get in close like that uh, that one 2017 Jerry was it 2017. Any, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. The being the last time we hunted together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A- anyhow, uh, when that bull showed up that morning, he bugled first, and uh, and we're like, yeah, that's that's got to be an elk because he was moving so much, mm. you know. And uh, yeah, right. So, but 
No, good stuff. Good stuff. It's cool to hear that you you got the elk elk bug. So, what do you got planned for this year? Yeah. Are you hunting? Oh man, yeah, I'm hunting. <laughs> I'm hunting. I'm gonna be out there as much as I can. I mean, last year was tricky because I spent oh a little over two weeks with Larry and yeah. Dwight. Um, I had another guy filming for six days with Larry during your during the opener in, in Oregon. There, uh-huh. um, nothing really transpired during that time. Um, and then we moved over to the Mulhere Forest uh, with Larry. Nothing really happened over there either and then we ended up in idaho you know right. and that's where we got into some some bulls but yeah. um you know but even not but not a lot you know honestly everything yeah. that's in the film was pretty much what we experienced you know right. where when i was filming the linguist i mean golly i had like yeah. extra bull footage <laughs> out of my ears you know i mean there was so much going right. down we, it was just had one of those seasons that was just everything lined up you know it's just just it's hunting you know you whatever but um so that so last last year i was gone uh, i mentioned that just i was gone like almost a month yeah you know, and i had a two-year-old at home yeah you know yep. and yeah it was rough man when i got yep. when i got home um you know i it was the, the the trip was was crazy you know i was hunting wyoming on my so i finished with larry and then i drove straight to wyoming and you know Right. I called my wife. I said, hey, I could fly home for like three days before the guys show up in Wyoming. Or I could just go over there and start hunting now and come home early. You know, she's like, well, why don't you just go and come home early? And right. So. Thank sure, God for sure those enough, wives, huh? Did, but, uh, yeah. And she is, <laughs> she is an insane trooper. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she works, too. So it's just a juggle yeah. a lot. And so anyway, yeah. But I, I just left that season being. It was it was an incredible season. I learned a ton, you know. Um, but I was like, man, I need to break this up a little bit. I was spend way too much time away from my boy and uh, yeah. and mama. Yeah. So um, so this year I'm doing. We got ten days uh, planned for Wyoming. We're actually going. We drew Wyoming again. So that's that's pretty cool. Cool. Um, so we're going going back to the same area we were in last year. Um, we we had a lot of success. A lot of success out of there. Um, we actually went three for four. Oh yeah, um, which was pretty amazing. And I, I called in a bull for a good buddy, which was one of the most phenomenal experiences in my hunting career. You know, being able to do that for a friend was just unbelievable. And uh, he he shot a real nice, a real funky, like a real big six, and then it was like a three, like a deformed, like you know, real funky. Oh, that's bull. cool. Yeah, um, but he he was super into it, and obviously I was into it. <laughs> I was like, whatever can come in, and uh, and he we I'm pretty sure we got him out of his bed because he was doing that real low like, you know, like just barely bugling, and we just kind of created a scene and got him hooked up, and all of a sudden there was that one bugle that was like. Now I'm coming to kick your butt, right? You know, right. Bugle, and here he came, and uh, so that was pretty freaking exciting. And yeah, flew home. You know, flew home, and that next day, you know, to get back with Mama, and uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I got I got a tag for Wyoming in my pocket, and um, and then also heading, I got a tag for Idaho, actually for late season. Now this cool thing is my wife. Uh, while I was out of town with some work and uh, a little bit of hunting, I was hunting over in Lanai, um, trying to 
kill a deer there. That was extremely hard and didn't, <laughs> didn't kill one. But, um, you know, I was over there and my wife started texting me these quotes, you know, like elk facts, you know, and I was like, what the heck, where are you, where are you reading this or hearing this? <laughs> And she's like, I'm reading Dwight's book. I was like, shut up, really? And uh, I thought she was just screwing with me. But she was reading Bugling for Elk, you know, by Dwight. And she, I got home and she's like, hey, do you think I could go elk hunting with you? And I'm like, are you kidding? I I, I would love that. And uh, she's like, do you have any time in the season? I was like, well, how about we just iron out the last week and just go for it then? So we got our we each got a tag, you know, and, and she shoots a bow a lot and uh, she shoots pretty good. Awesome. And, um, so I was like, let's just go for it. And, uh, so anyways, I'm pretty, pretty fired up to get out with my wife at the end of the month awesome. and, um, in Idaho. So that will be, uh, that'll be one for the books, man. So I'm hoping, and then I'm still working on trying to get my first bull. So that's right. pretty, right. you know, I'm <laughs> pretty, pretty fired up to give it another try um last yeah, you and me both kind of gnarly <laughs> oh awesome awesome so uh yeah right you're lying to me are you no no jerry me? no i'm not i'm not oh, okay. over 20, 20 years of trying that's his nemesis that's his nemesis yeah. that's with the, with the trad boat 20 years with a trad boat yeah yeah ape on my back well wow. you know it hasn't probably been 20 years because i actually stopped hunting them for 10 to 12 years uh, okay. over here. <laughs> uh, just got upset with ATVs always being where they weren't supposed to be, so I gave it up, which was yep. stupid. I mean, yep. Looking back, I see that now because now my body is saying, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't have done that because it's getting really hard. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. But, uh, wow. but uh, we yeah. got some footage of him being within I, – I think you could smell the breath of that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, too much brush in between. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Totally awesome. I mean, man. that was a, I don't know how many bulls we saw that trip, but that was a good time. And Quite then a few. we've been in bulls every trip that we've gone. Yeah. Um, just, yep. I mean, that's enough to keep me coming back. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just haven't put it together yet. You know, one of yeah, yeah. One of them was deep, deep, deep into the cascades. And, um, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry was man. I think I about killed him taking him in there, but we did get into a lot of bulls until the wolves showed up, and then it was all over. But, right. But uh, all right. Well, how do so? How do people get to get to see more of your stuff? Uh, is it all on uh, YouTube, or do you have a website, or how does that work? Um. So a lot of the stuff that we do is for other folks you know other companies right so i mean obviously there's a lot of our you know youtube is where you know the linguist lives you want to see more elk you know elk stuff um (coughs) excuse me um the linguist is on youtube you can just you know search for that you know elk fever 3 is is hosted by rocky mountain elk foundation so um check you know, check out their channel yep. on YouTube and you can see Elk Fever 1 and 2 and, and now 3 just came out. So right. um, a, a really cool thing we have coming out, um, if you remember at the end of the film, there's that moment with Larry and Dwight, you know, up on the mountain, kind of taking a break, talking yep. for a while. Yep. Um, well, we're releasing the entire 
conversation. Oh. I think it's about 45 minutes. Oh, of wow. Those two guys yeah. just going back and forward talking about everything. And yeah, there, it cool. was so hard to pick, like, what should make it in the film. So, you know, when we were putting together assets uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, Rocky Mountain Elk and for Yeti, um, they were, you know, they were like, what else, you know, what else do you have that you feel like would be people would want to watch? And they're like, man, that, that conversation on the yeah. mountain was pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, and so um, we're putting, that's coming out, I think, if not next week, gosh, I got to look at the calendar. Cool. Before uh, elk season though, right? That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before elk season. So you're, you're in good shape. Um, but yeah, that's coming out soon. So you'll be able to you really want to take in more of just those two guys. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, pretty special. So two best friends that have hunted for over 40 years together. Yep. Just reminiscing. I mean, oh, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be, it'd so, be awesome. So yeah, yeah that's, be that's on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can check out conoutdoors.com. I mean, we have a handful of films there that you can watch, and um, you can follow us on, on Instagram if you want, if that's your thing, or um, just conout, C-A-N-A, outdoors. Um, yeah, post it a little bit. Um, you know, uh, we'll be uh, obviously posting a lot of whatever happens this, this year yes. out in the, the mountains. So I'm... Uh, extremely thrilled to just be in it you know yeah it's uh i feel like i was missing it from the day i got home <laughs> and so dream i've probably had 300 dreams about elk in the last year and uh you know so i'm, I'm ready man i've been doing everything i can to be prepared i, I can't <laughs> and, wait and uh, see yeah. the, the film of your wife and kid catching the fever as well Oh yeah. man, yeah. I'm not doing any like. I'll probably take snap some photos. Right, but I really told right. her, I'm like, hey, we're going yeah. in here to hunt, and I'm not going to yeah. be hauling my red camera around with you. <laughs> She's like, I don't want a camera. I was like, the last thing she needs is more pressure. Right. So, um, that was I'm a, just like, a, boy. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I was going to say that was a, a segue into what I was going to ask next. Is there's obviously yeah. a, a big difference in technologies between. 30 years ago and <laughs> what we saw you know from last year and i was going to ask you what were you using for your filming you yeah. just said a red yeah you so using... we, we use we use red cameras from those um you know we have a couple different models uh the one that i use the most is called a an epic w it shoots at 8k so it's it's a pretty big wow. frame um yeah it's you know it's really just a beautiful beautiful image and um you know lenses is the hardest thing i mean i like to shoot on prime lenses you know six millimeter lenses for the most part i mean those are Mm -hmm. way sharper and um, right they just have the look that i like uh but you know obviously when you're when you're trying to film an encounter yeah you kind of need a little variation in your millimeter because sometimes you got to pull out sometimes that, that bolt's coming in tight um you know, there's there's moments when you just yeah you need to pull out. So you kind of sacrifice a tiny bit of quality for you know some, <laughs> some maneuverability, I guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't, you I know, don't shoot on a red, red cameras and yeah, go ahead. I don't I don't think the layman would notice a uh, difference in quality between primes and zooms. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, totally. You know, uh, especially when you're down sampling from 8K. Um, uh-huh. I'm assuming you're. I'm just making the assumption you're down sampling. Oh yeah, so the film is actually uh, the film is outputted at 2K, so right. it's, it's 
but but even when you do that, a lot of guys have asked me about this. Is um, they're like, you know, even if, a lot of people have 4K cameras, you know, and so they're like, well, sh- does it matter if I shoot in 4K? I mean, absolutely. I mean, more pixels in right. the frame. There's still going to be that many more pixels in that frame, even if it's exported at 2K. So it's always best to shoot at your highest resolution, you know, to get. Um, you'll still see the quality and the detail will translate um, to a degree. I mean, you won't get the full 8K experience, but sure. um, or 4K experience, you know. But um, yeah, but we we, I mean, maybe down the road we'll export it at 4K to see how that feels. But honestly, I haven't really. If a lot of times, if I feel like if I can't tell a difference, I'm like, there's no way in the world. I'm just gonna, <laughs> You know, because exactly. I'm looking yeah. at this footage constantly going back and forward. Just you're watching it for hours, hundreds of hours, you know. And, you know, I feel like if I'm looking at both versions and I'm like, eh, pretty much the same. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to not gonna waste some space and time to do it in a bigger size. Right. But, yeah. All right. Well, we're coming uh, up on, yeah. on an hour here. I don't, I don't want to cut off the the conversation but we'll probably uh wrap this thing up and then can we get you on here again um maybe to talk a little bit of camera and stuff sure i would, sure, absolutely. I would, love, that. I would love it too yeah yeah, yeah. um absolutely I'd be, I'd be i'd be happy to yeah we're all shooting on sony's and then we go down to 1080p but um i'm gonna start shooting 4k cool. just for the same reason so then i could actually zoom a little bit too out of it so right but uh have to yeah. get a bigger computer <laughs> yeah that's my problem yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so. i'm always wanting a bigger computer <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i mean i'd be happy to to share whatever you know whatever helps awesome I mean, we we kicked around at kana doing a workshop um uh, we may host one out in our neck of the woods next spring but we're still kind of chewing on that idea we're not totally sure yet well so, let me know if you anyway. do because you're close enough Absolutely. for me <laughs> that would yeah, that would really that'd be fun i mean yeah. I, I think it'd be super fun to get to know you know we kind of see it as like man if the more quality films that are being done and better stories being told yes. like that's better for everyone yep that's better for hunting yep. in general yep so if we can contribute to that you know not you just from our own productions but to help other people really because there's just so many amazing stories out there to tell right we're not going to tell them all and i don't want to tell you know i want to see other people thrive and tell yeah. great stories you know um there's plenty of work to go around for yep. everyone if you're trying to make a living off this yep. um but i think like i don't know i kind of feel a little bit of a responsibility to if i could say that humbly to help um others you know just do their best work you know and yeah. kind of people have helped me you know, I've, I didn't learn this over and, you know, didn't wake up and know how to do this stuff. It's been a lot of other people just sharing what they've learned over the years with me. And then I take it and just do what, do what we want to do, you know? And so, I don't know, you can school and you get the opportunity to spark, you know, fellow hunters and yeah. filmmakers to, to do what they're passionate about. Yeah. And I, and you, you know, do, right? you do that. I mean, it's, we're, I'm an example of it. You know, there's a lot of things that. And then, you know, another one out there is Donnie Vincent that, that is an inspiration to all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's, it, and, it, and it speaks past the hunting community. That's the big thing to me is being able mm-hmm. to get that message that, that speaks past the hunting community that is. And you guys are, right. you guys are video smiths. 
awesome. Yeah. So cool, man. Well, thank right you on. for coming on. Good luck this elk season. I, I really, I hope. Yeah. You... Same to you guys. Oh yeah. We're, we're thank counting you. the days. It's, <laughs> we will have a good time regardless. Man. <laughs> oh yep. yeah. We always do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be awesome just to be in the woods. Oh, yeah. Sure, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wish you guys the best. I'm excited to follow, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm really interested in that last week in Idaho now. I want to see you, your wife, and and you guys just getting out there and getting elk fever. I love to hear about new people getting into it. It's, it's, it, it is that yeah. good. Oh, yeah. man. I just want to see her face when she hears that yep. first bugle, man. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, I know. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And she, her cow calling is sounding good. So I'm like, awesome. I'm, I'm excited for her. Like, <laughs> I think she's going to be, she's going to be helping. Yeah. Once, once she hears that first bugle, you'll never get to go hunting without her again. Awesome. Likely. Yeah. Oh, man. Our family's going to be, we're going to be homeless and elk hunting. And uh, no one's going to be working in our family. We're just going to be elk hunting. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I sure appreciate it. You bet. All right. I'll talk to you soon. T- talk to you later. All right. Okay. Take care. Okay. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Bearbow Hunters Podcast. Hey, if you like what you heard, please give us a rating down below. We like the five stars. And uh, follow us also on Instagram under Bearbow Hunters. Go to our YouTube account, Bearbow Hunter at YouTube under the Life Outdoors heading. So that's uh, Bearbow Hunters YouTube under the Life Outdoors. Also, go and join Bearbow Hunter Group on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.